0: Welcome to I Rather Be in Paris, a podcast for the aspiring expat. I'm your host, Juan Ulloa. Uh, Hello, everyone. I want to welcome Claudine Hemingway to the I Rather Be in Paris podcast. Claudine, how are you?
1: Good. How are you? Bonjour.
0: Bonjour. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So, you and i have crossed paths several times we're part of a lot of the same groups on facebook yes um so it's great that we finally have an opportunity to kind of connect in 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 real life albeit via skype
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) um
0: but you you have uh an interesting relationship to paris that i'd love for you to kind of delve into
1: yes um well, there I mean there is there's two there's one that's the more immediate and then there's the one that's a little um, a little more distant mm-hmm. um, the immediate one is uh, my grandparents my grandfather um, and grandmother went there um, quite a few times the first time they went there was
0: 1972
1: mm-hmm. I was um, barely barely a baby at that moment. Um and they uh would go and take he would love to just walk the streets and take pictures. And so when I was a little bit older, he on their subsequent trips, he'd come back and have the pictures and I would sit there and look at them and he'd be writing on the back of them, you know, like soccer curve and the date and you know whatever other details he wanted to add and and I'd always ask him questions. And he'd always say, you know, he'd tell me a little story. He'd be like, "Oh, this is what this is." And I just remember thinking it was just, like, the neatest place I'd ever seen and just loved all the pictures. So it basically kind of kept that love of that going. And so just with all these other little things in my life that kind of kept coming through the path, it just never, it just kind of got more and more deep, that love of Paris.
0: Yeah, you know, and I got to say, I mean, you and I are, are of the same generation, so it's like there's something to be said about an actual photograph yes with the details written on the back yes there's something about picking that up years later faded ink Mm
1: -hmm. and just
0: seeing that image particularly of loved ones yes in their youth
1: yes
0: um and just kind of figuring out what were they thinking what were they doing in that moment that it's it's a it's such a uh, a tangible piece of history that you're holding in your hand that 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 digital really just Mm -hmm. doesn't do
1: No. And I mean, we don't I mean, we don't really even print the pictures out anymore. I mean, exactly. You know, it's like he'd come back from a trip and you'd have to go and take the drop off the film and, you know, four or five days later, go pick it up. And then that's when you got to see what they the pictures were, if they even turned out like it's just
0: exactly (laughs) with
1: with those pictures. um, Now, when I go, I take um, every trip, I take a handful of them with me. If I had something like, okay, well, I know I'm going to go to Versailles or I know I'm going to go to these places. And I take some of the pictures with me and then I kind of recreate the picture by holding it up in the same and kind of try to stand as much as I can in the same exact spot and get the exact angle and hold the picture up with the with the real image in the background. Um, And I found myself a few times like, oh, that building looks familiar. Just, you know, a random building on uh, Boulevard Saint-Germain. And I thought, well, that, that, it looks I was like, oh, I've, I know I've seen this before. And then pull out one of the pictures and it's, you know, just this rant. It's not, you know, it's not the Eiffel Tower and it's not Arc de Triomphe. It's just this building on Saint-Germain. And mm-hmm. at that moment, that was one of them where I was like, I really am in his footsteps and doing what, the same thing that he loved to do just as much as I do. is just strolling the streets of Paris and discovering these little finds along the way.
0: That That's beautiful. and. You know, quite honestly, that's that's one of the things that attracted me to your Instagram feed was Mm. um noticing one of those pictures that you had recreated. Yeah. And you know, there's that emotional connection I think is what attracted me to it and 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 made me realize, well, obviously we're like-minded individuals with with regards (laughs) to Paris. So um I'm glad that we finally got got to to connect in that respect. So your grandparents are one connection to Paris. Yes. What's the more recent one?
1: Well, well, the more distant one I'm is sorry, the, the one where my uh, share my last name, um, distantly with, you know, it's not somebody just sent a message saying something, Oh, I have pictures of your grandfather. And I was like, Oh, Ernest, Ernest Hemingway was not my grandfather. You know, we are related to him, but it's, you know, more one of those second cousins once removed kind of a thing, but yeah. they're definitely, it is funny because there is things that as I have read over the years or discovered things, I was just like, Oh, that sounds, I mean, there's, so, there's just little things that I'm like, that's the same thing I do, or that's the same thing my grant, you know, it's just this little tiny family seed that seems to kind of keep going through.
0: Yeah. That, that's mm-hmm. that little connection that permeates the generations
1: yes. of mm-hmm. the Hemingway
0: family. But that that's a beautiful connection to have. I mean, given, I mean, obviously Hemingway, one of the greatest writers and particularly American writers uh, that we've ever had, but you know, he is just as identifiable with the beautiful city of Paris. Yes. So, yes. um, and honestly to be able to walk those streets that he did as well i know mm-hmm. I, that was one of the first authors that i really you know engaged with personally and to be able to walk the streets of paris now as as an adult and you know see the buildings where where he lived and 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 sit in the cafes that he he sat in that yeah. that's um it, it's a it's a very tangible thing and to have that directly yeah. connected to your family must be very very wonderful uh, now, now, you live uh, on the west coast of the United States. I do. Um, how often do you get
1: to Paris? I go there. Um, it's been uh, three times a year the last couple of years now. Before that, it was just twice a year. And then the uh, the time uh, between the end of September and the beginning, you know, mid-April is just mm-hmm. too long. So I go in <laughs> January, which, you know, a lot of people say, why would you go? It's so cold. I'm like, well, it's cold here, too. So I'd rather be cold and, and wet in Paris. <laughs> and it's actually I love going because it's... Uh, You know, there's no trees, there's no no leaves on the trees. Mm -hmm. And you just, you kind of get to see Paris in a way that you won't at other times of the year. Because you get to see more of the architecture. There's not as many people. The museums and places are not very busy. Um, You know, and it's kind of quiet. It's kind of, I mean, but there's no bad time to be in Paris, so.
0: (laughs) No, I I agree. But, you know, having that flexibility to go at different times of year. Yes. uh, You know, that's something that my wife and I have been discussing you know, how do we um, get out there a little bit more often? Um, we have the challenge of having to accommodate our daughter's school schedule as well. So, yes. um, but to be able to enjoy the city at other times of year when it's less touristy, frankly, yes. I think is, is, a, is a great advantage. Mm-hmm. But also for someone like myself that is contemplating uh, living there at some point, either part-time or full-time, you know, getting that perspective of the city at a different time of year is, is, yeah. is very important in very, the decision-making sure. process. Now, now, is that something that you're thinking about doing eventually, living there?
1: Yes. Yes, for sure. I mean, at some point, I don't know. Um, I don't, you know, it could be a couple years from now. It could be, you know, five years from now. But it is definitely what I'm working towards mm-hmm. um, to get there. So I could, I just, I mean, when I'm there, I never want to leave. So I just need to stay there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You sound like a broken record. Uh, yes. <laughs> if, if, if my wife hears this, she'll definitely feel like you sound like a yes. broken record. <laughs> uh, now, when you travel, do you usually travel uh, on your own or do you you, you tend to go with, with groups? Um,
1: I do. I actually, I go by myself. Mm -hmm. um the first time i went a friend of mine um used miles to get me a ticket and because she's like if i don't do this you're never gonna go because i kept just saying oh i don't have time to go because of my job was it was just so huge Mm -hmm. so she was like if i don't do this you're not gonna go and i was like okay and it's kind of ever since you know it's like I still thank her all the time for that gift that she gave me to get me there and then um we went to Italy where she lives and then I was like yeah this isn't really for me and she's (laughs) like I think you need to go back to Paris and so I got on a you know a 45 euro flight from Florence to Paris which you know it just it's like 45 euros it just kills me and went back to Paris and I went by myself and at first I kind of was like, I don't, you know, like, oh, I don't know about going by myself. And and it was pretty much, you know, like the night I got there, as soon as I got, I dropped my bags out of the hotel. I walked down to the uh, Pont du Carousel and watched the sunset and it started pouring rain. And I just was like so happy that I was like, nope, this is what this is. I'm so glad I'm back. But, you know, I love going by myself. But when I'm there, I spend so much time walking and researching mm-hmm. uh, for things I'm writing about. And then spending, you know, I mean, I'll spend four hours in the Puget at the Louvre. So pretty much nobody would want to be there with me. <laughs> <laughs> to do that. They would be like, "Oh, are you kidding me? So, I mean, and I just I don't have any problem. It's such a safe, um, safe and easy to get around um, city. Mm-hmm. And I do. I have a lot of friends there now. A lot, of people, a lot of French friends and American friends that live there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have lots of people that I see when I'm there. And so now it's kind of a point like I can only really go by myself because now I'm so busy when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, well, speaking of busy. So uh, obviously you have you have a, uh, a full time job at home. Yes. But your love of Paris has kind of spawned uh, a secondary business. Uh, yes. So... It, Why don't you tell us about uh,
1: Blue Blonde Rouge? Blue Blonde Rouge, um, the name kind of came, a friend of mine, we were talking and I was like, well, I got it, like I wanted to change my Instagram and we were talking about it and then we were like, oh, what about Blue Blonde Rouge? You know, because the, you know, the flag is Blue Blonde Rouge. And then with my very, very blonde hair. So it just kind of was like, oh, that's really clever. And it kind of just stuck. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just went with that because it just kind of encapsulates, you know. I do, you know, my favorite color is red, and I love everything French, and I have blonde hair, so it kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of just puts it all together.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about what, what you offer through uh, the Blue Blonde Rouge website.
1: Um, what I've been doing um, uh, in the last year is putting together, um, one thing that I do is put together um basically a guide for people when they go to Paris and kind of customize it to what they want to do and what they Mm -hmm. want to see maybe where they're going to stay you know I'll usually have a phone conversation or an email conversation and just say you know where are you staying Um, what do you want to see do you want to see you know are you going for architecture art you to see the monuments do you just want to go for food Um, and then say you know and then what kind of art do you want to see do you, you know do you like modern do you like this you know, what are some specifics? And then I kind of put together a whole guide, and in that guide has a bunch of like tips and tricks too that I've mm-hmm. picked up over the years going. Um, so a friend of mine I saw last night actually was just telling somebody, they said, oh, we're going to Paris. And she's like, you need to talk to her. She's <laughs> like, she gets, she goes, she made us feel like we were at, like real Parisians. Cause we knew all of the things, you know, we knew who to avoid when you're walking down the street, you know, with the clipboards and the everything. So I've been doing that for people, but, um, in September when I, my next trip is September, mm-hmm. I'm also go- going to be, um, working with a couple different people leading some tours of just some of those Parisian things that I love so much, the history, Um, especially one of them specifically is um, Hemingway's Paris with Claudine Hemingway. (laughs) So that's going to be, I'll basically do a whole Saint-Germain tour of all the places he lived and his favorite places that he would go to. Um, But I put a whole bunch of them together like the Excuse me the bridges Mm because i've always been obsessed with the bridges and that's something you know i kind of try to do something different than what most of the tour people do you know they do kind of general um our friend Corey fry does an amazing job with him with his so but i was thinking you know i was like what about if i just did the two islands and just did the bridges and then reading the louvre because i am obsessed with every part of the louvre and (sighs) the outside of it with the architecture and the initials by who built what at what time. And um, so I just thought that would be a really fun one. It's just walking outside the Louvre and you could just, you know, basically base, I'll tell you the timeline of the Louvre just by walking around the outside.
0: Wow. That, well, honestly, the, the, the one thing that I I've also noticed on your, on your feed is that you'll post a photo about a particular place uh or item having to do with french history and you will (laughs) wax poetic with respect to that subject uh and it's honestly probably one of the most well-written dense in a great way and informative um instagram posts that i find i mean i i seek them out on a daily basis because it's kind of like you know what i know i'm gonna walk away learning you know seeing a beautiful thing but I'm going to walk away learning something about what I've just seen as opposed to just, you know, a beautiful piece of architecture, Mm -hmm. but you know, you really find a a great way to kind of delve into it, but it's in between the lines, the, the personal connection that you have Mm -hmm. to Paris comes through. And I think that with respect to the, the tours, I mean, obviously, you know, Paris is the most visited city on Mm -hmm. on the planet and, certainly there there is a lot of competition with respect to tour guides but yes i think that you know make incorporating your personal love and your personal connection to paris i don't see you know that in and of itself to me is 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 what's going to make you unique for sure
1: wow thank you
0: yeah
1: yeah i do it's definitely i mean i spend a lot of time um, I have like a one book that probably has like 15 pages, you know, and each page has like 30 ideas of things. And as I go through my pictures, when I return, I'm going through and making and then I'm like, Oh, Oh, I got to talk about that. You know, one, this, I love this one piece of art in the orsay and, and then I'll do all of this research on this one piece of the, you know, just one painting. And, and I, I mean, it's kind of my favorite thing to do. Sometimes it takes a while, but it's just like, I, I love it so much.
0: Well, let's be honest. Whether you talk about the outside of the Louvre or everything that's in it, that's a lifetime's worth of work for sure. Exactly. Several. (laughs) Let's be honest. Several lifetimes worth of work.
1: Yes. So we'll
0: be. You'll be kept very busy.
1: Yes, very busy. Mm -hmm.
0: So, um, so where do you want to take eventually? What do you want to? Where do you want to take Blue, Blonde, Rouge? So, because you're saying that eventually you're going to be um, living in Paris. Um, I'm presuming that you'll continue. Uh, yes. You know, utilizing blue, blonde, rouge as your kind of primary source of of activity and income, but where do you want to take the company from here?
1: I mean, well, what I'm kind of trying to do at the same time is trying to build that, build this while I'm there with tours, and so I'm kind of going to build the business so that I will at one point have a very, you know, hopefully easy transition sure. to go, you know, from one income to another income. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, just the just the sharing just that like just what you were saying sharing that fascination and love that I have you know it's like I get so much from sharing that with people and just like you know you were just saying your very kind words but I get messages from people all the time they're like, this is my favorite part of the day and I never knew that or I missed that when I was in Paris. I'm gonna make a note for when I go like that just I mean that means so much to me mm-hmm. just because it's just like you know nowadays people, don't take the time to read things or, you know, stop. They just kind of scan and they just look quickly and they go right past it. So the amount of people that actually are taking that time to really read it is, is pretty amazing. And so it's like, I just kind of want to do, keep doing that. Um, Eventually I want to turn all of it into a book that's kind of, you know, the, the, The guidebook for Paris for the person that's been there like three or four times and they've saw they think they've seen everything, but they want to go a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, The guidebooks of like I have some that from 19 one that's from 1902 and it was my great aunt's when they went to um, Paris and it's, it's amazing. Cause it'll just say, Oh, and then on this street at number 22, you know, all of Oscar Wilde or, you know, and then it's yeah. like, and then around the corner, I mean, now the guidebook will say, you know, the Eiffel tower and it's a half a paragraph yeah. <laughs> telling you the hours. And then it's just like, but why? you know, I just think that's like, why not share those details of why that is, or, I mean, that's just what I love to do. So that's kind of my other big goal eventually too is to turn it into um to write some books about it
0: well you know you you raise a good point about about i mean i think there's an issue with people's attention spans and their and their um the amount that they read certainly um especially in this digital age i mean yes uh you know people people read technically they read less and less than they ever did before but you know one of the things that i that struck me in the times that I've gone to Paris is that you can walk down pretty much any street, you'll see a plaque on a building. Yes. And of course, <clears throat> Hemingway, Oscar Wilde, there's so many individuals that are world famous that w- are associated with Paris and with France. But to for myself as a West, as an American, um, to be able to look and uh, what I find fascinating are those individuals that I'm not familiar with mm-hmm. the writers, the composers, the poets, um, you know the the resistance fighters mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that are commemorated throughout the entire city yes that unfortunately people don't get to uh, get to know yes because they're they're looking for the bold face names so to speak mm-hmm. so you know uh, to be able to kind of bring those individuals to people's attention i think would be uh, would be great would be phenomenal
1: yeah, yeah i pretty much um that's also another reason going by myself is good because, you know, sometimes it takes me an hour to go four blocks because I stop. If I see a <laughs> plaque, I stop. I take pictures of it. You know, I'll make a take a picture of the street I'm on. So then I remember because there's been times I come back and I'm like, what's OK, there's a picture of that plaque of, you know, Susie Sunshine lived here. And I'm like, I don't have any reference to anything else. But yeah. The plaque. <laughs> and
0: you're going to want to find out because now you're intrigued. Yes.
1: Yeah. But then I'll just become like I'll just go down a rabbit hole of obsession until I find the answer. So
0: (laughs) it's a little scary how much you and I are like.
1: Yeah.
0: In my case, I'm usually traveling with my wife and daughter in tow, and if I'm taking too long, I'll send them down the street to grab a coffee or maybe buy, you know, go window shopping. And on one or two occasions, that's cost me a lot of money. I find.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Once I'm done with my with going down my rabbit hole.
1: Yeah. But that's amazing. It's I mean that's. And all the times I've gone, this will be my 10th trip. And the time I spend there, you know, there's still places and areas that, you know, like the uh, the Val de Grasse church. Mm -hmm. I still have never been up there. Um, There's just all of these different things. And I'm like, well, I still there's just, you know, people like, haven't you seen everything by now? And I'm like, oh, no. Like there's whole areas or streets I haven't seen.
0: Well, you know, the funny thing is the for me obviously paris is a it's a bustling city it's a big city there's a lot of activity but there's an inter- interesting dichotomy about it in the sense that it f- it forces you to slow down it forces you mm-hmm. to and and that has much to do with with the french culture yes but you're forced to take your time mm-hmm. to slow yourself down and particularly coming from the states Yes. I, it's for me it was almost like slamming on the brakes mm-hmm. uh, when i when I first went two years ago because it was just like, oh I don't have to rush anywhere yeah
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: I, I it's okay to sit down and just sip this have glass of coffee. wine yeah and mm-hmm. just watch the world go by there's nothing yes. wrong with it at all, and I think that that's what um I think that's part of the major appeal that that Paris has for people like you and i um yes. But I agree. It's But it's also one of those, it's a culturally and historically dense city. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing in terms of, you know, for somebody like, like, like yourself that's been there 10 times, I've been there twice, we've been there before. But to be able to sit down with someone and say, well, what are your preferences? What are your likes and dislikes? Mm-hmm. And what do you want to see? You know, picking their brain to really Craft an itinerary that's going to allow them to experience the city yes. in a way that's unlike anyone else.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, beyond the usual, you know, tour guides. And you and I know a lot of the same ones, mm-hmm. frankly. Yeah. But I, f- I find that the tour guides that you and I have in common are all individuals that are very uh, have a very defined perspective.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: And, and with a city as as important and as uh, dense and beautiful as Paris. I think frankly there's so much more to see. You're going to have a lot of work on your hands once yeah. <laughs> once uh, this starts rolling.
1: Yeah, the, and that's I mean the, my biggest thing is is trying to get people to to get that pair that feeling of Paris like you were just saying mm-hmm. um, so many people go there and my grandma um, always says um, says it as halt uh, hold the taxi, I want to see the Mona Lisa because <laughs> people just go from you know they go there and you know I have the luxury when I'm there, I have the time because I don't go anywhere else. I just go to you know I don't go Paris for three days, Belgium for two days, you know I'm just in yeah. Paris. Some people, you know, they only have maybe three days, sure. but, you know, it's kind of they go there and it's their first time. And, you know, it's like I want to go to the Eiffel Tower and the Arc de Triomphe and, you know, the Orsay and the Louvre. And they have this big list. And it's kind of, you know, you just basically race from one place to the other, you know, on one of those hop off, hop on buses. Yeah. Yeah. You go from one place to the other. You get off. You take a few pictures. You get to the next one. And it's like you're not really experiencing anything. You're just. You're seeing it through your, you know, the lens of your phone. And then, so you're not really getting that moment to slow down and just, and just sit. And so I try to tell people, I was like, just what, just whatever you do, go and sit at a cafe, have lunch for like two hours with Lot, glasses of wine and just sit there and watch watch everything everybody go by and yeah. i was like that that is what you will tr- that is what you'll experience paris more in those two hours than anything else you're going to do
0: you know what i i couldn't i couldn't say it better it, it's there's the difference between you know doing like you said that hop on hop off you 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 see paris yes i think what what you and i are kind of drawn to is actually living Paris yes. while we're there for a short yeah. period of time. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I agree with you. Cause one of the, one of the, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, one of the great experiences that I had last year was, you know, um, we're walking, I want to say it was in the 17th. And our then 12 year old was just like, why don't we just sit down in the cafe and and enjoy something to drink? And we're like, Okay. We proceeded to sit down for the next two hours or so i had a glass of champagne my wife grabbed a soft drink my daughter was reading a book on her phone and all we were doing was just watching the world go by and chatting with passers-by and there was something so quintessentially calming and parisian and just uh it sounds cliche european i don't know but it's 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 so unlike what i'm used to doing here yeah Because even when you sit out in a cafe here in the States or here in Washington, where I am, you know, it's it's you can sit down there and enjoy your time. But at a certain point, you know, you'll feel the waiter or the waitress, Mm -hmm. you know, the server hovering over you like I need that table. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Or people look at you, you know, like I'd always come back, uh, you know, I don't do this anymore because I've given up on it. But I'd come back and I thought. You know, it could be that first Saturday morning that I'm back and I thought I'll go to the gym and then I'll go get go to the coffee shop and get my coffee and sit there and read. And, you know, you sitting there for five minutes and people look at you like, what are you doing? And yeah. then, you know, they're just kind of moving past you like you're in the way. And it's just like, yeah, no, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not it, the it's same not, at all. <laughs>
0: it's not the same at all. I agree. It's it's. Yeah. Uh, I, I try to recreate. I've tried to recreate it here like you have. And it, it just doesn't work. Um no. A couple of times, I'll have little pockets of, yeah. of experiences where it'll feel like I'm back yeah. there, but more often than not, something will kind of bring me up to reality.
1: Yeah, and and it, ta- it'll, it takes me, a, it it takes me like it, no time at all. I mean, I could be off the plane, you know, go and drop my, you know, freshen up, drop your stuff off at the, you know, Airbnb, go out, you know, depending on it's like maybe I'll go straight to lunch, and it base it's literally within minutes. I'm just like, oh, I could just feel it all, just oh, yeah. like and i just completely like okay i'm here i'm just right into the you know i'm in the paris mode now
0: <laughs> yeah and i and i think something to be there's something to be said about about um nothing against hotels cuz they serve a purpose and 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 sometimes that's really what i want i want that hotel experience but sometimes it's so important to let's say you know rent an apartment or an airbnb and and kind of live within four walls you know like an average person yes um I, I think that that helps with the you know acclimation to to paris uh particularly you know if you're a first timer i think it, it helps um because you know sometimes like you know when i've traveled abroad before sometimes you know you'll walk the streets and have a great time and you'll feel kind of like you're part of the environment but then you get to the hotel and then it, it feels it's it's a little bit more jarring you know they're there to serve you and that's great yes. but um, I, I think sometimes living in an apartment as a local would sometimes helps y- you with that, um, you know, emerging yourself into the uh, into the culture a little bit better.
1: Yeah, I said there was. Um, I I'm not sure it was on one of the message boards or the on Facebook, and somebody I think she was going by herself, and she was saying something about you know, do I have to stay in an apartment? Can I stay in a in a in a um, hotel? And so at first it was just kind of like, well, nobody, you know, it's, did you feel like it, somebody was saying you need to do it this way? <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I just um, going by myself, I always stay in an apartment or an Airbnb. And I just, this article that was just published um, that I write for Bo, bonjourparis.com mm-hmm. as well. I just, I get so many people that say to me, you go by yourself. Like, aren't you scared or aren't you? And I'm like, no. So I wrote this whole article basically kind of, you know, uh, some tips and tricks and things. And, you know, it's like, I definitely stay, you know, I always stay in the left bank. I have my very favorite area of Saint-Germain. It's a very safe area. There would be places for sure that as a girl traveling by herself, I would Mm -hmm. not stay. Um, but you know, I've never, I've never had a moment in, in any apartment where I felt, you know, unsafe or worried at all. Um, And, you know, I think it's all about where you stay, but Mm -hmm. I think that is, it's just like, you kind of feel like, oh, this is my home. This is where I am, you know, and then you don't have people coming in and out every day to clean it or something like that or knocking on the door. It's kind of like, this is just, you know, for this period, these couple of weeks, I'm a Parisian. (laughs)
0: Yes, exactly. Well, you know, and, you know, I'm originally from New York and I live in DC and, you know, the way, you know, when I've, I've spoken to people about this topic, I always say, look, if you're from a major city, just apply what you, yeah. what you know, from living in a major city to, to being in Paris, you know, be aware of your surroundings. Um, don't be too, you know, ostentatious or visible in terms of like, you know, flashing valuables and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yes, you're on vacation and you're there to, you know, to enjoy yourself, but you know, um, take the proper precautions and enjoy yourself, yes. you know, and, and, you know, the fact of the matter is, um, in today's day and age, um, things can happen anywhere. Oh, for sure. Uh, but I'm going to be damned if that's going to keep me from traveling.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I tell people I'm more worried about being in Portland some of the time than I am ever in Paris.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, all our, everywhere we live, I mean, you can, you can rattle off five or six things that, that don't appeal to you. Yes, uh, yes. Paris is no different. It's no. beautiful and it's perfect to us. It is. But it's not a perfect place by any means. No yes. place is perfect. You know, they have. Um, Paris has its drawbacks. You know, I look at it from the standpoint of uh, the positives far outweigh the negatives.
1: No, first, yes. Yes.
0: And the quality of life, you know, that that I believe that I can have there. Um, is is far too attractive for me to consider the option of you know just relegating myself to a you know a US lifestyle. Yes, you know? yes. You only have one go around as, as we all that's, know. So that's
1: for sure. <laughs> and that's why they going, you know, by going by yourself, it's kind of like why don't wait for anybody. If you want to go and that's your you know, if it's your dream to go someplace and you want to go, then just go. Just yeah. don't wait, you know. A man waits for no one, or however that saying
0: goes. Well, I've been very, very lucky in that you know, my wife and daughter. When we travel, it's, it's, you know, we're very like-minded in that we are just as game to kind of like walk out the door, pick a direction, and walk. Yeah, that's
1: great. um,
0: As, as to do something planned, you know, I um, when I travel for any lengthy amount of time, I'll tend to maybe book one or two excursions. Mm -hmm do a couple of sites but the majority of the time is spent just meandering you yeah. know being a flaneur mm-hmm. and and just seeing way. where the wind takes me mm-hmm. that's the that's the best way for sure
1: yes and the best way to see paris too oh yeah
0: to walk sure. and yeah. walk <laughs> so um now if uh, folks wanted to get in contact with you follow you on instagram or more importantly take this woman up on her on her offer to book a tour yes uh where would they find you
1: um dot com. um is a, it's also blue but it goes to the same same exact place mm-hmm. but ClaudineHemingway.com has um the tours on there it also has you know about uh constructing your trip um the customized constructing somebody's trip for them um instagram of course which is Claudine blue um, but, and I could out, you know, I could be messaged through any of those things. My email is also on the website and it's also on, um, Instagram too, or, and also Facebook. Great. <laughs> Same thing on Facebook. Gone <laughs>
0: <route>. <laughs> Excellent. So I, I, I'll definitely post links in the show notes for this. Um, but, um, also, and you, and, and just mm-hmm. as importantly, you, you write for bonjourparis.com. Yes. So, uh, mm-hmm. that's a phenomenal website. It's uh, great. It's been around for quite a while.
1: It's been, um, I actually, uh, it was owned by a gal named Karen Fawcett, who actually lives in Washington, D.C. now, Mm -hmm. but she owned it um, years ago. She just was doing it kind of just on her own. Um, She ended up, when I, in 2008, nine, and 10, I did this thing called the Tour de French Cuisine. I called it because I love the Tour de France. And that was just one more nail, one more nail in the (laughs) coffin of France when I would watch, you know, seven hours. aerial shots all over france why was yeah. just like yeah that was kind of the final piece um but i also love to cook french food of course and so i thought what if i came up with an you know a special specialty of every single day that wherever they are whether it be the region or the town or mm-hmm. whatever it was so the first time i did it i kind of did it like a week out i had the idea kind of put it together um it got a lot of response but through twitter and on my blog. So I thought, okay, the next year I was like, I'm really going to do this. And so I really did even more research on every town they would go to and write a little history about it and do all of this stuff. And then um, Karen actually sent me a message one day through Twitter. And she was like, Oh, my gosh, I love what you're doing. Would you write for us? And I just, you know, I remember getting that email one day, and I was so excited, because it was just this little project (laughs) I was doing. Um, And so she, you know, I started, I was like, I can, but I can't do it, you know, like I'm spending all day cooking and all day writing and then the next day I do it again for 3 weeks. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, you know, she was like, "Oh no, if you could, you know, could, you know, combine it, maybe do it as like every 3 days." I was like, "No problem." So, I did that for her for 2 years and then um my job changed and about quadrupled in size. Mm. So, into the end of in August 2010, and so I there was no way I had time to do it. I still miss it. I still watch the Tour de France every yeah. single second of the day in July. Um only today I couldn't cause Federer was playing in the finals. So <laughs> but um the uh, so I reached out um to Bonjour Paris last year. Mm-hmm. And even though it's now owned by um a British magazine company, they own a bunch of different um France today taste of france um they own a bunch of different magazines mm-hmm. and i reached i thought well hey i should just reach out to them again and and they responded. and they said oh we remember your we remember and we've we read your stories every once in a while we love those we'd love for you to write for us again so i was just like oh that's great so it was kind of it kind of a. You know, it took a while, it took nine years, but it all kind of came back full circle.
0: <laughs> well, that that's one of the you know, and, and the good thing is honestly finding those websites like that, because the the interesting thing is like you're I'm definitely new to this. Paris fandom here, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, you were someone who, who came up a lot, you know, across different contexts of mine. And then Bonjour Paris, but I didn't really realize just how how long the site had been around. And then yeah. in in researching, you know, uh, this episode, uh, you know, I looked at the the website more in depth, and I was surprised to see just how much content is there. Yeah. Uh, had I known this, I would have been a lot more well informed on like, <laughs> straight to Paris.
1: <laughs> no, that yeah, they. I mean, it's great because they'll just like you know, they she's. I'll just say, Oh, I have this idea. I want to write about this. And she's just like, great. We love it. It's never, you know, there's never yeah. been, you know, it's, you know, I'll say is there anything you specifically are wanting or I give her a bunch of different ideas, but I kind of just always have an ongoing list. Um, I just yesterday wrote the one about um, I got on my last trip, I got to go into the Louvre when it was closed, which oh, is wow. basically a, you know, an incredibly huge dream of mine. So I just actually yesterday finished an article um, for them for that Um, But it's great because I just kind of, you know, send her an article and she's like, great, thanks so much. This is wonderful that, you know, a couple of days later it's up on the site. But it's so diverse because, you know, there's people that write reviews of books and people that write, you know, reviews of hotels or, you know, the um, what, you know, what to do on the 4th of July in Paris. Or it's just it's kind of it kind of has a whole big span of subjects, which is really nice.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the sites I think that that has probably one of the larger number of contributors
1: yes yeah so
0: uh you know definitely it, it's nice to come across that that amount of information Yeah. but i'm looking forward to to, to reading that article when it comes out i gotta <laughs> make sure to bookmark that Yes. um but i want to thank you for your time thank and you. um ladies and gentlemen if you want to walk the streets of paris with the hemingway Claudine is the one to call so let's just let's make that happen shall we Uh, thank you very much Claudine for your time well thank you I look forward to to, to talking to you soon
1: and happy uh, (laughs) 14th julie
0: same to you the fête nationale
1: (laughs) Wait.
0: enjoy take care merci merci beaucoup Thank you for joining us for another episode of the I Rather Be in Paris podcast. Before I go, just want to remind everyone to visit us online at iratherbeinparis.com and to follow our profiles on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to keep the conversation going in between episodes. See you soon. Bye-bye.